0: Are you ready? Say, I don't mind.
1: track by track i'm your host darren and today we're going to be talking about interactive from crystal ball or as prince pronounces it interactive um recorded between 93 to 94 at paisley park and released on the 7th of june that is prince's birthday 1994 uh, on the track it is Prince, it is michael b sonny t mr hayes tommy barbarella and the npg operator uh, which i believe in this guise is played by uh, rain ivana who had done the voice of the npg operator for um uh, I think, Gold Experience. Um, and I think she was on some segues that were on the Symbol album but that were dropped later on when the album was uh, rejigged. The track is three minutes and one second, and joining me to talk about today is Spencer Seams. So Spencer. Hello Darren. Now, unlike other Crystal Ball episodes, which, you know, uh, when I talk about the release date of, of, you know, those are the songs, you know, obviously I say 1998 because that's when they were released. This track was part of Prince's interactive CD-ROM. Um, It was like a reward for solving some puzzles um, in a weird kind of point and click tour of Paisley Park Um, and you know the video itself you know it would kind of play once you'd solved a certain puzzle and then obviously you know you could go back and you could rewatch the video at your leisure. The video is on YouTube people have uploaded it. Um, and what I can say about the video is it's very garish. Um, mm. And I think that's just because, obviously, it. I think, the, you know, at the, the time, CD-ROMs had a limited color palette. So it seems like Prince had shot the video in a way that kind of accentuated certain colors. And so the video itself <laughs> is, I mean... It makes the video look very cheap-looking, but I, you know the production facilities at Paisley Park were, you know, fairly t- you know high-class. They were they were you know really good, um, so I think the video just looks cheap, but it you know it is still just like a you know a staged performance. Um, in the, the performance space, which we've seen in a few videos for the last couple of albums that Prince has done. You know, some of the songs from Emancipation, you know, there's this like symbol-shaped stage that Prince has set up in this one recording area um, that he's used in a number of videos, and it looks like it's kind of in that area where this was shot. Um, in that in that particular studio. And um, I don't know, it's just a really weird idea. Like, pr- I, I, in some ways, Prince was very kind of ahead of the curve mm-hmm. uh, when it came to certain mm-hmm. things. So, you know, here he's trying out the, the medium of CD-ROM point-and-click puzzle games to mm-hmm. get his music out there, which seems like a really long-winded way around of, of kind of doing that. Um, obviously, in 1994, he's still under contract to Warner Brothers, so I guess this is one way that he could put music out without it being you know, restricted by Warner brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, about six years after this, he would start the MPG music club where you could buy tracks online and he would do like, you know, streaming broadcasts of performances from um, Paisley park. And that ran for a few years before he kind of turned his back on the internet and started suing anybody who uploaded his videos. Uh, of course, most notably including <laughs> Radiohead, um, oh. of all people. Oh. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of weird that this is the start of Prince kind of being very kind of technologically minded. Um, there is a joke on an episode of The Simpsons, which I've mentioned before, which is um, during the episode Radioactive Man. You see various people on the Internet, various nerds kind of trying to find out information about what's going to happen with the casting of Radioactive mm-hmm. Man. And in the middle appears a a purple dressed Um, prince-like gentleman who is on the computer as well oh yeah
0: yeah i know what you're talking about i do remember that
1: (laughs) yeah so the idea that prince was like technologically minded was something that was kind of well known Hmm. but i you know i guess the simpsons writers were fans of prince and you know that that little kind of insert of prince on a computer i guess kind of stems from this idea that prince was kind of technologically ahead of the times yeah in graffiti bridge we Mm -hmm. do start the film with him and his mac 2 and we see a computer program on there. And he has an actual, like, rollerball instead of, like, a mouse. Oh, yeah. I know
0: what you're talking about. Like, I only saw those as a kid in the 90s. Like, I post-2000, I don't think I've ever seen anyone use those.
1: That was seen as, like, a really kind of, like, techie thing was to have, like, a rollerball, you know, instead of just a normal huh. mouse.
0: I looked online real quick to see if there are other musicians who went into video games and interactive yes. Uh, came the year after Peter Gabriel did a similar thing is basically yes. a, like a puzzle uh, game where it's just like Peter Gabriel videos and facts
1: yeah i do remember reading reviews for that Peter Gabriel game although you know i'm not 100% you know kind of uh, familiar exactly <laughs> with with what it you know it entailed but yeah i think at this time obviously <clears throat> like um something like um uh i've you know missed uh yeah. spelt with a y you know that kind that kind of stuff of like you know kind of point and click um you know is is kind of you know uh that that, that was kind of big and this seems to be kind of based on that you know you get to go around paisley park yeah. which you know obviously now in real life you can do for a price um and you know you could get in to see concerts there when prince was alive. Um, But like in 1994, the idea of people being able to go around Paisley Park was, you know, kind of a novelty. And I remember reading reviews of this game and that being the selling point of like, oh, you know, like here is here is a game where you get to see Prince's, you know, house um, and go to recording studios, the different studios. Although Mm. apparently the the geography of it was not 100 percent accurate. Like obviously it was kind of gamified a little bit just to make it kind of fit. Um, you know, and obviously not to give away like a floor plan of Paisley Park yeah, yeah. for anyone wishing to, I don't know, commit a heist or something.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there are crazy Prince fans that would, would have done that.
1: Oh, I mean, you could probably leave that sentence that there are crazy Prince fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I guess like maybe kind of obscuring the exact geography of where stuff is, it, it was probably helpful for that. But like the the kind of so
0: so like the layout of the of the game was looked like his own home.
1: Yes, that is, but that yeah, the, like the lobby itself oh. is very accurate, because um, I've seen a lot of oh, pictures okay. of the the lobby of Paisley Park, and so the, kind of the opening of the game is you go through the door and you kind of enter the lobby, and that area is fairly accurate to what the lobby looks like. But there's a few extra doors that aren't really in the lobby, and they're just there to take you through to a room where a puzzle is and stuff like that. And there's, you know, there's like a library, oh. and the, you, you know, you can go into the studios. You can do that thing that um, was kind of popular with some kind of music type games where you can take a track and you can you know get rid of the drums Mm -hmm. bring the drums back in get rid of the guitar bring the guitar back in like you can't really do much other than just loop a track for like a minute and just keep doing that but you know it's interesting just to hear like a guitar part just looped over and over again Um, so that's kind of the nature of some of the gameplay um, yeah, I mean, optimistically, Peter Gabriel's game was called Explorer One, spelt X P L O R A One, as if there would be an Explorer Two. Um, <laughs> but
0: I didn't know he was still a big deal in the early '90s.
1: Peter Gabriel, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's like his album that came out in '92, which was called Us, had like um, at least a few. I think there was Digging in the Dirt. There was Steam. You know, there was like a few kind of, Hmm. you know, Kiss That Frog had a a quite memorable video. Yeah, Peter Gabriel was still quite a big thing at the start of the 90s. To my knowledge, Prince never released another game after Interactive. You know, that was his only foray into interactivity at that point. (laughs) Obviously, you could argue that some of the... There were some websites that Prince did later on for some of his album releases, like um, Lotus Flower and stuff like that, Uh and they had Interactive Elements online that were kind of similar to this, where you would click on certain things and it would give you, like, music clips and video clips and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, Princeton completely abandoned this idea. It's just obviously the idea of sticking it onto CD-ROMs, I mean, very quickly became, like, kind of passe. Like, the idea of having, like, CD-ROM games is, like, such a, a weird thing now to, like, think about it. Of Like, you yeah. know, here's here's a medium that can't store more than 700 meg. It's like, what can you do with 700 meg? You can't do anything with 700 meg. Uh, Well,
0: at the time, like, live video and video games was still a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Because, like, remember, like, the first Resident Evil game has, when you look at it now, really cheesy, not great live video stuff. That's kind of awkward, but given, like, in, like, 1994, 95, it looked, it's like, that was a huge deal.
1: Yeah. And this is like, this is actually, around the time that the PlayStation was launched as well. It was launched in like, you know, nineteen ninety four, December nineteen ninety four in Japan. So yeah. you know, this is the this is just as home consoles are starting to use you know CD ROMs um, to you know to kind of do and, and obviously that's what you know PlayStation was famous for was its cutscenes and its use of actual yeah. music and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know. It's it, it's so it's so weird because like. Um, you know, there was, I, if I remember rightly, there was like a Steven Spielberg like film creator game that had a similar premise, but instead of music, mm. you would have like, you know, video clips, and you would get to rearrange them and put music underneath them and put special effects in between, and it was uh. the same kind of thing of like this low quality video, but just like kind of in, <laughs> in a puzzle form, and it again, mm. it, like I can't, it was I can't imagine that game was satisfying in any way because essentially you'd have to just keep watching the same clips over and over again. Uh, which I guess yeah. is the life of an editor for a film—is just watching the same thing yeah. over and over again. So I guess that was yeah. A... And
0: Spielberg, um, maybe ten years ago, eight years ago, he produced a couple games on the Nintendo Wii. Yes, the, uh, those. I don't know if he block
1: games, wasn't it the yeah, yeah. like
0: Boom Blocks, I think it's that called. is it. Yeah,
1: the Boom Blocks. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I I don't know what he did exactly, but I know he he did work on them to some capacity.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much his involvement was, aside from saying, you know, it's made by Amblin, therefore... Steven Spielberg. I mean, he's credited as a designer for those games, but I don't know how mm. much designing he did. <laughs> like, can you imagine mm. Steven Spielberg at like some kind of community college taking some like C plus <laughs> course? Just to, and people are like looking at him, being like, "Is that Steven Spielberg or just a guy with a beard?"
0: Uh, he likes video games. He, maybe he did in the nineties.
1: I find the whole concept so kind of crazy. And what's mm. even weirder is that the kind of like the song that Prince chooses to give as like the reward in this whole enterprise is again such a kind of weird song although it it has this weird thing of um it's kind of like a rock song i would say like a kind of it's a kind of straight rock song but it has this kind of like beeping noise as though it is as though it's like a computer like there's some kind of sample on a keyboard that is making like a beeping noise and it's like it just yeah
0: i thought something was wrong at first (laughs) Uh, but when, when that happened but then i quickly realized oh it's just part of the design of the song but yeah it's um yeah, it's it's a it's a good fun song. It's uh, kind of the best part of the game, based off the video. <laughs> yes, because the game it, it's just it kind of it's kind of like a um uh I guess like they're, they're like the CD-ROM encyclopedias. Do you remember what I'm talking yeah, about?
1: Yeah, yeah, like Encarta, that kind of thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's
0: basically just that, but with Prince music and uh, the occasional puzzle, and yeah. that's kind of it. What it, that's like, it it looks more frustrating than it is fun.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then, you know, you get to hear this song and that's your reward. You don't get to hear the whole song either. That's the funny thing. You get to hear like about two and a half minutes of the song <laughs> and that's your reward. Um, but yeah, it's part of the introduction as well. Like kind of the introduction of the game includes like a clip of Interactive. Uh, Which, like I said, has that kind of beeping keyboard noise, which kind of always reminds me of like those 70s sci-fi shows where Uh they had the idea of what what music would be like in the year 3000. And it it was always space disco because like that was the most recent thing. So it was always (laughs) just disco music, but with people having lights like waving around on their arms like that was literally it. Um, so and that kind of reminds me of this. It's like Prince is like, oh, it's a computer. They make beeping noises. Let's put a beeping noise in this song because it's about <laughs> computers. And it kind of feels like that kind of level of like, you know, okay, all right, Prince, but it needs to say something slightly more. Um, but yeah, and, and I mean, you know, a couple of years after this, Prince would actually write a song called "My Computer" um, and another song mm. called "Email," spelt E M A L E, both of which are on Emancipation, which ironically came out before Interactive. In his proper release order, because you know, Crystal Ball came after um, Emancipation. So this, this, set, this is like the third of Prince's computer trilogy, um, even hmm. though it was essentially the first one recorded. Um, you know, and I like how Prince kind of also doesn't seem to quite understand what computer games are in the song he doesn't he doesn't really kind of get into what the game is about and it doesn't sound like he's talking about a computer game um but there is this kind of implication where he actually starts by saying are you ready um and it's like (laughs) it's like it's almost like he's saying pick up your controllers get ready for this exciting prince game but then after that he just kind of takes a left turn and just goes off in a completely different direction Um, although he does say you know in the first kind of verse we have picked up my paper today uh, give you one guess what they say now we've got to learn how to play interactive and like I said Prince um, you know being an American he drops the t and it just Mm -hmm. sounds like interactive so it's it sounds like in the first kind of you know four lines Prince is saying we all need to learn how to play computer games to survive in this modern age Um, but then he immediately drops that idea and then kind of he ends up kind of going in some very odd directions um, you know kind of talking about how people are hot and bending him over and all that kind of stuff so it kind of takes a slightly different direction Yeah. Um, ironically the direction that you know most of the internet would take you know roughly three months after it came into existence um, so hmm. once again Prince is you know presaging what is going to happen um, in one of his songs. Uh, for Prince
0: like standard Prince like it's it's still good but it's not it's not his best, but, you know, it's a fun lesson.
1: Um, I mean, he tells Not it's...
0: much to say about it, really.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, he talks about, like, um, you know, another cross in need of a road, another loop in need of a hole, another body in need of a soul interactive. You know, he, he kind of starts talking a little bit about, you know, uh, I mean, the idea that essentially kind of computers are soulless, that kind of thing. It feels like he kind of touches on it, but then he's immediately, you know, he says, ain't that a bitch, so... <laughs> so he's off the subject pretty quickly um, you know and then like I'm there's like four verses then which is just pretty much standard kind of prince um, innuendo where he's like tell me tell me what to do and I'll do it I don't care just as long as we get to it up and down all around and through it baby 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 let's do it interactive <laughs> Um, so, so Prince has kind of abandoned the idea of this being about computers because he's then telling us everything you got is so hot, bend me over what choice I got, neck and neck with you I am not interactive <laughs> um, and then he talks about how, you know, hook me up into your box, uh, I don't need the key to the lock Co- <laughs> Co- call me out <laughs> of, look laughing stock, interactive yeah, I don't know, like it kind of it takes this weird kind of like sexual turn and I'm like this doesn't really seem like it has anything to do with the theme of like, the kind we opened with, um, you know, uh, uh, and towards the end, you know, Prince says to you, I'm probably worth no more than the strings on this guitar, um, which, you know, it's nice when Prince actually mentions, you know, his instrument um, and we get a bit of a solo from that. And then, you know, towards the end, the song kind of finishes with, you know, a bit of kind of a breakdown and Prince singing, you know, interactive one more, one more. Um, and then we kind of get a bit of an outro, and that's the end of the song. And, you know, it's like you said, it's it's not like top tier Prince, but it is an enjoyable enough kind of rock song. It's nice that Prince kind of put it out, but this is the, like the opening of the second disc, and it, it feels like Prince could have started with like a stronger kind of opener. <laughs> you know, it it feels a little bit kind of lackluster in terms of like an opening track. Um, I mean, this I, mm. Crystal Ball mm. is kind of credited as Prince's like twentieth album but i don't i don't really see it as an album it's just kind of a collection of it's a loose collection of songs um but you know the first track opens with crystal ball which is you know it's a 10 minute epic you know that's a really strong opener um and it just feels like this is not this is not like the strongest way to open the second disc um you know and when we get to the third disc we've got days of wild which you know is like a nine minute kind of live track which has lots of kind of Hmm. audience interaction that feels like a bit more of kind of like an opening track Uh, This just kind of feels like a a kind of almost like a forgotten like B side that Prince is just like, Well, I guess we got to start somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, you know, this doesn't feel like a super strong opening to like a second disc because it's just kind of like a random track. Although saying that, there are some songs on this second disc that I really enjoy, and I feel like if they'd have been brought forward, like that would have really kind of improved like the kind of the feeling. But starting out with interactive, you know, which to me feels like a kind of like. uh, I don't, at most, I'd have to say like a three out of five. Like it doesn't really feel like a strong no. opening to this disc. It feels like he could have, you know, if he was going to program this properly, it feels like he could have arranged these tracks, you know, to get a slightly bigger kind of opening.
0: It's good, but it's forgettable. It's you know, it's not, not memorable like um, uh, what's the the one with the cheer the cheerio not cheer Captain Crunch one. <laughs> joint to joint, drink to drink, like that's real memorable and silly and ridiculous. But this is just like. Eh, it's, it's a Prince song. You know what you're getting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it's not super memorable. Prince performed it a couple of times in 1994. You know, but those were mostly kind of just promos for other stuff that was happening at the time. You know, the one promo was at his, at his club, um, which you know, a lot of these songs, you know, um, that is kind of the one place where Prince would perform them. He, you know, he had this club in uh, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, and he would go there. You know two three times a week and just kind of perform different songs and so he had a habit of kind of performing songs that weren't on albums just to kind of try them out Hmm. um so you know people had kind of heard this before it got released obviously you'd heard it if you played the cd wrong but after 1994 prince never really performed it again it's not like this is a song that once it was on crystal ball prince felt the need to kind of you know bring it out and (laughs) kind of you know play it for everyone um, but like I said, you know, it's it's an enjoyable enough song, but it just feels like kind of very basic kind of early 90s Prince rock. Like it doesn't feel like he's doing anything kind of special aside from, you know, putting that beeping noise in and making you think that something is going wrong somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, which <laughs> which it's it's kind of funny that like, um, I don't know what, 20, 24 years later, like Prince is just like, yeah, this, this beeping noise is really going to mess with people, you know, from now <laughs> until the rest of time. People are going to be checking around to see what's going on with that beeping noise. Uh, and it turns out it's just prints uh, on the keyboard. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's a nice thing. Uh, so I feel like we've said about as much as we possibly can um, about interactive. Although I should say this, uh, if you do want to see the game in full, then Anil Dash has uploaded him playing through the entire game for about, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes, something like that. I don't know how he had the patience, quite frankly, because yeah. it is very kind of repetitive yeah. and frustrating. And um, Yeah,
0: I made it. I watched it kind of passionately for half an hour, and after <laughs> I was like, "I can't take this anymore. It's just so, it's so bad." Yeah. So not the video, just that game. Is yeah, just, yeah.
1: I mean, he's yeah. he's charming, so obviously he kind of takes you through it, doesn't he? But you get yeah. to a certain point where you're like, "There's only so many times I can see him go up and down corridors and clicking on doors, and you know, it just kind of gets a bit samey." So, you know, I imagine it probably was quite a frustrating experience. Um, so we've said about as much about this as we possibly can so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug spencer
0: um yes um last not this is uh, july so in may i was on a podcast called Flixwise canada talking about this african film called Darat. that's a, a starts out like a revenge movie but then it takes a turn into something very different it's on amazon prime in america i don't know about England but I know in America it's on Amazon Prime but the DVD is available in England it's region too so no problem uh for that and my own podcast High and Low Akira Kurosawa podcast where me and my friend Joel just go through the filmography of Akira Kurosawa and at this point we have I think seven months left of the podcast yeah so um yeah check us out on itunes uh let's do itunes mainly that's the easiest way and um uh, yeah that's it
1: and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter or prince podcast so you can email us not sure we would at prince track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here spencer you're welcome and otherwise goodbye <laughs>